everybody. Good to see you Saturday night. Hope you're doing good. Latest from the state of Florida. This came from Governor Ron DeSantis from today. Here's our latest COVID numbers here. I was out today at Jacaranda and 41 right here in Venice, Florida. I know those of you who are watching from out of state have no idea what I'm talking about. Probably anybody outside the area has no idea what I'm talking about. But if you are, if you do live here, you do know. I was out there today holding up some signs, anti-mask signs, don't tread on me flag, all those things with a bunch of other like-minded people. And I saw lots and lots of people. We got, I do want to say, I want to start off with the positive. We get lots of support out there when we're standing there and, you know, there's thousands of cars drive by in the two hours that we stand out there. And we get, I'd say easily 80, 20 support of other people that show anything. You know, a lot of people just drive by and do nothing. But you get some people telling you that you're number one. You get thumbs down from other people or whatever. But mainly, it's lots and lots of support. Really, 80-20, I'd say, or even better. But, you know, it still shocks me that people drive by. You know, we're, we have signs that my my specific sign that I carry is to take the mask off. And um, people drive by and they have their masks and they're showing me their masks. And I'm like... You know, basically all you're doing is flinging at me. You're just, you got their mask out the window going like this. And I'm like, all you're doing is waving at me going, I'm stupid. I'm stupid. Look at my chains. Look at my chains. Look at my loss of freedom. I'm all into this. So, so great that I'm losing my freedom every day because I want you to see these latest Florida numbers. And I just, you know, I know this doesn't, you know, this doesn't necessarily apply to the rest of the nation, although really it does because it's not your state. Some states are I mean, COVID's basically gone in many, many states. There's COVID's really not even an issue anymore. It really isn't at all. If you look at the stats, it's absolutely nothing going on. And it really isn't an issue here in the state of Florida either. So I just wanted to read these stats to you from Governor DeSantis. Florida COVID update. The number of COVID patients currently hospitalized is down 70%, 70% since July. Hospitalized COVID patients represent less than 5% of total licensed beds in the state of Florida. A state of 22 million people, COVID-19 bed space being taken up by COVID-19 patients represents less than 5% of all licensed hospital beds in the state of Florida. That's the people that are actually in the hospital. And you have people driving by when we're telling them. And, and, I, and I drove by... You know, on my way home, Home Depot, people, everybody I saw walking in there was wearing a mask. Saw people driving all alone in their cars today, wearing a mask, all alone with husband and wife wearing a mask. And I'm like, why? Exactly. Why are you doing it? Why would, why would you not ask why? I don't get how you can be a 50, 60, 70 year old adult, 40 year old adult, 30 year, uh, year old adult, 20 year old adult, whatever it may be. I don't understand how you can't ask, why exactly should I be wearing this thing? That's, that's the question that I have for people. Is I, just, I don't get how you can't even be remotely interested in information. Because here you have it. 24% of all hospital beds are empty. 22% of all ICU beds are also empty, which is way above normal. Normally, ICUs operate at 90 plus percent capacity in the state of Florida, where we've allegedly had this second wave that they all accused DeSantis of causing, which never happened, by the way. It's all media hype. 
22% of all ICU beds are empty in the state of Florida. Usually it's around 10, 12% max are empty in the state of Florida. And we're, you know, global emergency here. And you have 22% of ICU beds are empty. The number of COVID patients in the ICU has declined by almost 65% since July in the state of Florida. Diagnostic tests, 4.87% in Miami-Dade County, one of the largest, if not the largest county in the state of Florida in population, 4.87% positive rate, 3.19% in Broward County's positive. And they put a note on here, note positive tests don't necessarily identify live or infectious virus. And I want to cover that. Because everybody's into testing, testing, testing. And you're like, for people that are watching this, you might be thinking, I never, I never think of testing. That's because you're not a low-information American. You're somebody that actually chooses to be educated. But most people, tests are everything. you know. But do you realize that it's come out? It's common knowledge. You can just type this in. This is mainstream media. That it's turned out that most of the COVID tests in the United States, if not all of them, are hypersensitive. They're actually too sensitive. And I've been saying this from day one, and I was actually contradicted. Not me personally, but those of us who put out this information. Contradicted by medical professionals. And of course, the lamestream media said that anybody who's testing positive of COVID-19, they're testing positive for actually having the virus not antibodies. Incorrect. Completely incorrect. Our tests are so hypersensitive that they are pulling up somebody who had COVID, somebody who's been marginally exposed to COVID that would never get sick and could never pass it on. Somebody who's never even been close to symptomatic. Somebody who's completely asymptomatic. Somebody who had it, but has long since passed it. As I've said from day one, As with any flu bug, you're dealing with 6 to 20% of the population has been exposed to it. That if you tested them, they'll they'll turn up positive for antibodies because they've already defeated it. And as with COVID, 70% of people who ever have been exposed to COVID, who actually contracted COVID, and never knew they had it. Never knew. 99% of cases are mild. And again, like I tell you every week, somewhere in the neighborhood of 50 to 60,000, 50 to 65,000 people worldwide currently have a serious to critical case of COVID out of only 8 billion people. And this is why you have Australia. I don't have any Australia information tonight. I'll do it again, probably just keep you updated. Australia has turned into uh, Stalinist communist Russia. I mean, you, you've got to pull it up and look at what is going on there. It is absolute madness. I've become a real connoisseur of Australian sky news. You've got to look. It is deeply disturbing, folks. It is very disturbing. You know, you know, in, in the province or state of Victoria that you do not even need a warrant to go into somebody's house by orders of the health director or the health department. They don't even need a warrant. They can just go into your house for any reason that they want. As I showed you, I believe it was last week when they went in and arrested the pregnant mother in front of her kids. Daily hospital admissions for COVID-19 have declined by 74% in the state of Florida since July. And you got people driving by me. Look at, I still have my mask. Look at me. I have my mask. You're an idiot. You're just a stupid person. 
You're like, Tom, again, I say this every week, but Tom, you shouldn't talk like that. You're a pastor of a church. You are what you are. If you're dumb enough that you don't even know what your governor's talking about, that there's absolutely nothing going on here. I mean, you're looking at 70 to 80% declines in all categories of COVID-19 in the state, whether it's hospitalizations, exposure. I mean, you look at in Hills in uh, Broward County, 4% positive rate. And remember, those are hypersensitive tests. Those are people, most of those people will never contract COVID, have never contracted COVID, and certainly couldn't pass COVID on. All these ridiculous precautions that people are taking. I see him driving down the road. Uh, you know, I guess it's gotten to be kind of a, a cool thing now. Everybody on their rear view mirrors has their masks on. I mean, come on. How stupid can you look? I mean, I mean, it, I, I just, I sit there and look at a 50 year old man like me driving by and he's got today like 12 masks on his rear view mirror. I mean, how ridiculous can you be? And I'm like, people might say, Tom, you know, move on. Let's talk about something else. I can't. Our country is under siege right now, under siege of people who are socialists, under siege of totalitarians that just want to take all of our freedoms. I can't talk about anything else. Churches are still closed. I'll read you that in a minute. But these ridiculous precautions, they remind me, for those of you who live in hurricane country, like I do, you know, people, I remember when Irma came through, it's about almost three years ago to the day. It was actually September 9th. 2017 hurricane Irma came through and it came through this. It didn't hit us. Cause we prayed that bad boy, bad girl away. And, um, but what drove me nuts, people thought I was being mean to them by them, you know, leaving or going out of town. I wasn't, I never cared about if you bug out, you bug out. I'm not saying I'd never bug out or anything. I don't, I mean, probably won't never have probably never will stupid to bug out anyway. Just that this is free advice for everybody. If you're in the path of a hurricane, go to a shelter, sit it out. It'll be gone in about 12 hours. Instead of driving up into Georgia, driving up into North Carolina, South Carolina, it follows you up there, which happened to a lot of other people spending thousands of dollars. You come back through the state of Florida and all the gas stations are closed and you're running out of gas on the side of I-75. Just advice from a law enforcement officer. Go, former law enforcement officer, go to a shelter and sit out the storm, and then you just drive right back to your house. Free advice. You don't need to give anything extra tonight on the podcast for that. But these ridiculous precautions, what they remind me of is all the drama that goes on with hurricanes. That's what drove me nuts. Not people bugging out. It's just the endless Facebook posts. It's coming. It's coming. Any minute now, it's coming. It just took a right-hand turn, and now it's heading right for us. It just took a left-hand turn, and now it's heading right for us. You just said a minute ago it took a right-hand turn, and that's heading for us. All the drama. Oh, you know, I'm just, you know, just hoping that I can get by. Why won't you just as a Christian stand up and start praying? Jesus calmed the wind and the waves. Why don't you just do that instead of all the drama? But what it reminds me of is all those faked-up weatherman videos. So, we threw it together, a couple of those tonight. Play the first one for me. Balance. Okay, uh, picking it up here in Wilmington, North Carolina, right at the Intracoastal, and we're in one of these bands. <laughs> so that's Mike Seidel in Wilmington, North Carolina, but as he braces and fights the wind Friday, check out the two guys who seem to walk right by him in the background there with no trouble at all. The video has been shared more than a million times on hey, social back to me. media. See, it's just get the next one ready. It's just like that with COVID-19. I'm going to go wear a mask. It's a 99.9% survival rate. I mean, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, his family ends up with COVID, right? Went out about a week ago. 
Dwayne the Right, you know, it's like you know your Yahoo news feed or your Apple news feed that comes across your phone. Dwayne the Rock Johnson and family has COVID nineteen. Do you report when somebody gets the common cold? He, nobody in his family has a remote chance of dying of COVID nineteen. Not him. He's extremely healthy. None of his kids have basically zero have a higher ch- percentage chance of dying of the flu. That's absolute fact. Depending on their age, here's your choice: you have a seven to twenty percent higher chance of dying of the flu if you're a child than COVID nineteen. But it's national news. Dwayne the Rock Johnson has contracted COVID nineteen. Sean Payton, head coach of the of the New Orleans Saints, has contracted. Tom Hanks and his wife have contracted. Whatever. No, none of them died. None, never happened. Like Tom, people have died. About 9,000 people have died truly of COVID alone. There's been other cases, of course, several thousand where COVID has been a contributing factor. But all the panic, all, I mean, I'm watching my fellow, fellow citizens, my fellow Floridians drive by me today with different extravagances when it comes to their masks. I see the ones with the valves on them. I see the ones that are fully, I mean, the only thing showing is their eyeballs. They're driving alone in a car with a mask on, flipping me the bird. For what? What? What's all the drama for? It is just like these weather guys when there's nothing actually. It's like, you know, when it didn't actually happen, you have weather guys that stand there and they pick Fort Myers, but it landed in Tampa. And now they're disappointed, just like that Yehu in the first video. He's acting like he's holding himself. And there's two guys just, you know, just strolling through the park right behind him. It's just like that with this COVID hysteria. It's no different. Here's another video. Just like it. Just picture COVID being the weather. Play it for me. Areas of North Carolina that we can't get to. Uh, we were told we saw as uh, we were heading out today a big group of law enforcement with Swiftwater rescue boats <laughs> heading out far, far east, Bill, into the <laughs> most extreme parts of eastern North Carolina and the Outer Banks. There, talk to some folks out there who said yeah, they never see anything like it. They are completely cut off, homes destroyed, boats <laughs> tossed into front yards. Except we just can't show you. <laughs> the guys, pictures all right, back to me. What happened in that video is that guy picked a ditch to stand in. Now here is, again, using metaphors here, symbolism. If you're thinking of, of, of weather or, or, you know, attaching COVID to weather, all right, that's what COVID is in the first two videos. You want to see, this would be a legitimate plague. Ready? Right here. Play that video for me. This is what a real plague would look like. That's what a real plague would look like. See that? That's the way that it is. I mean, and that's exactly what's going on right now in our country. There's, I mean, there's absolutely nothing to be afraid of. We still have thousands, I mean, millions, millions and millions of kids are not in school right now. Because again, the media puts out things like they do with that fake weather. The Democrats are putting it out to defeat Trump. And people, I mean, lock, stock, and barrel bought, buying right into it. I, I mean, literally, I can't tell you how many people I saw wearing masks today. It's an absolute joke. Here's another church safe opening statement that was sent to me by my Facebook buddy, Bailey. I didn't ask if I put it on, Bailey. I hope you're all right with it too late now. I'm about to ask for forgiveness instead of permission. But here's another one of these uh, church safe reopening statements. And again, let me just reiterate this to you. If you're safely reopening, if you put the word safely in front of it, that means that you have capitulated to lies. 
You are the fake weatherman saying we've got a major problem right here. We're, we're, you know, this COVID is the fake weather and you're the fake weatherman, but you're out there acting like it's about to blow you over. You don't need to safely reopen. You should just reopen. There's nothing to be safe from 99.9% survival rate, 0.1 post-infection death rate, 70% of people who have it never know they have it. It's absolutely nothing to be afraid of. So we put that up here. Here's, this is just a prototypical church. And remember, this is, you know, I mean, this is like today. This is, I think, for tomorrow at their church. Hello, Grace family. This week, we will be resuming children's church. And this marks a move from phase one to phase two. I thought we weren't supposed to conform to the pattern of the world. Please see, that's what the world's doing, phase one, phase two. Does anybody even know what phase you're in in whatever state you're in right now? I have no clue. I hope we never had them. I don't even know if we did. Please see the attached document from the elders for the details if you missed it in Grace News and Notes. Also attached is the youth ministry registration form. Unbelievable. We look forward. What? I, I just can't get past some of this stuff. Registration form. You have to register to go to your church. We look forward to worshiping with you. Remember our parking lot option to join us for outside fellowship by tuning your car radio to 90.7. Believers communion this Sunday. Stop by the entryway. This is my favorite part. Latin on the bottom there. Believers communion this Sunday. Stop by the entryway to pick up your prepackaged communion cups. Back to me. If you are going to a church like that right now, you can throw flow through those pictures. If you are going through, through to a church like that, you are at the wrong place. I know Bailey's gone from that church. The one the friend who sent that to me. If you are going to a church like that, folks, I'll give you my first advertisement for tonight. Three, three, eight, five South access road, Inglewood, Florida. Put it, Google it, see how far away it is. Google map it, see how far, map quest it, whatever. See how far away we are from you. If you want a legitimate, real gospel message, come here tomorrow, 9 a.m. and 11.15 a.m. We are live. We have always been live. We have never closed. We have never social distanced ever. Not one time. We have never worn masks. We've never told anybody to do any of that garbage because from day one, I've seen this for what it was. Absolute hoax response and absolute totalitarian, tyrannical grab by the Democratic Party and, and other tyrannicals throughout the world. Don't be like these people right here. This is a prototypical church right there. That's how most people are in the church today. You know, it's, I said this on, on Thursday. People will accuse me, oh, you know what, Tom, you're always talking about politics. Pastors shouldn't get into politics. First of all, I want you to show me that in the Word. Show me that. Since, since you must know, it's very evident that you don't read the Bible because your church has been closed for so long. And by the way, it's closed. Unless you've repented, unless you've knocked off all the garbage and actually said publicly I was wrong, your church is still closed. Have you noticed that you are devoid of the Spirit of God? That there is no power and there is no anointing in your services? You know why? Because you never repented. You never turned. You never said to your congregation pastors, I was wrong. I never should have closed. What you're doing is acting like you never closed. What you're doing is acting like we've just embraced the new normal. And you will say it to people like me, 
well, you know what? I've just chosen to follow Jesus and I'm not going to be political like that. You are political. You're the ones who are talking phase one, phase two. You're the ones who are saying when the county health inspectors say that we can open, then we'll open. You're the ones who have capitulated to the government. You're the ones who are political, not me. You're the ones who don't follow Romans 13. And all the while, just like the Democratic Party falsely accuses all the time, Democratic Party always accuses you of what they're doing. And that's what the false church is, the fake church, the weak church is doing. They'll falsely accuse people like me of not following Romans 13. You're the ones who aren't following Romans 13 because our ruling authority is the Constitution, not a health department coordinator or the governor or a congressman the Const- or even the president, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, Amendment 1, Amendment 4, Amendment, Amendment 14. Read those. Read them. The Bill of Rights, that's your ruling authority. Now, a picture says a thousand words. Put that up there for me. This guy's got it together. This is absolutely correct. COVID-19 is a false flag operation to usher in the new world order. Obviously, we'll get deep into that in a minute. They are for forging death certificates. Correct. Been proven over and over again to inflate the figures. Do your research. Say no to martial law, mandatory vaccines, one world currency, and a cashless society. Absolutely correct. You're like hyperbolic, Tom, hyperbolic. It is not at that level. It is not. I'm not saying it's at that level yet, but you can't see it. If you can't see the book of revelation, if you go and you watch sky news for an hour out of Australia, and you can't see the book of Revelation unfolding before your very eyes, you have lost whatever theological revelation you had or you never had it to begin with. If you can't see the book of Revelation unfolding before your very eyes, when you have biotech, biometric, tattooing going on right now, you have that research going on right now by Gavi MasterCard, by Bill Gates, by New Tech, all happening right now. That's in the mainstream news. Mainstream news. No, so what are we to do? You and I are to resist. We're to resist. Listen, I put my money where my mouth. This is where I was today. You are to resist. James chapter four, verse seven says, resist the devil. And he will flee from me. I'm the chubby guy in the black. That's me right there. That's my wife right next to me. Don't be a sheep. And see, my man says, take the mask off and don't tread on me. We had people at all four corners standing there, putting our money where our mouth is, putting our time you know, in what we say, people aren't always happy to see it. There we all are. Know the facts. Enough is enough. That's the truth. Absolute truth. So here we go. Let's deep dive tonight. This is a high information program. If you actually want to be informed, if you want to know the truth, you'll hear it here. It's not my opinion. Some listen, some things are, you'll know what those are. But most of the time, this is just a result of research that I've pulled off of other sites. And, you know, people can say whatever they want about those sites. You believe ABC, NBC, MSNBC? You believe any of those? I don't believe any of that stuff. So let's ask ourselves this about the coronavirus. Is the coronavirus a man-made manipulated virus or did it occur in nature? We have to ask that question. Now, it just happened to happen and it happened to happen in Wuhan, China. Right at the largest storage facility for man-made and non-man-made viruses on the planet just happened to occur there where Bill Gates has sent tens of millions of dollars to the Chinese Institute of Science and the Chinese Institute of Virology. 
He sent tens of millions of dollars there. Chinese Academy of Sciences runs the Wuhan Institute of Virology. He sent tens of millions of dollars to each institution. Anthony Fauci via NIAID has sent millions of dollars there too. To do what? Gain of function research. Where what they do is they take a virus. What they did specifically with the coronavirus was they extracted the coronavirus out of cave bats. They, in, they injected a S-spike protein in it, which it makes it very easy for that cell, that virus, to attach to human cells. So we have to ask ourselves, is this a man-made virus? Last time, my last video I did, Facebook flagged it and said I put out false information. How do they know it's false? Who, who said it's false? You know, nobody's even spoken about it yet. And, and no, not one reporter, conservative or liberal. I'm shocked because, you know, Anthony Fauci sits in front of conservatives too. I have not heard a conservative. I've heard other, you know, not the biggest names is what I'm talking about. I have not heard a huge name conservative espouse anything about the 6% CDC rate that came out. That 6% of the 180 to 190,000 COVID-19 deaths, only 6% were of COVID only. Nobody's even talking about it. They're a bunch of cowards. They don't want to be called a radical. They don't want to be they don't want to be banned off of Facebook. You speak the truth. Let the consequences go where they may. Pray the word of God. And you don't need to worry about many consequences. But is the coronavirus man-made? Let's look at this video from Ben Swan. Play that for me. At this new study that's about to be released in Australia, five scientists there who are actually working on a coronavirus vaccine said they found some very strange things while studying the pathogen. They claim that what they found leads them to believe that there is almost no way that COVID-19, the current coronavirus that the world is dealing with, actually originated in nature and as the result of evolution, as the WHO and people like Dr. Anthony Fauci continually claim. Instead, they say it's almost impossible that it's not human-made. The preliminary report of the study, which is now being peer-reviewed, is based on computer modeling of the virus's ability to infect various animals, including humans. It was published May 13th on the Cornell University website, which is used for discussion of pre-publication papers. Nikolai Petrovsky, the lead researcher, said his team suspects human manipulation in Wuhan because of the unmatched ability of the virus's protruding spike to infect human cells. The virus's binding strength for human cells far exceeds similar properties for infecting other animals, he said in a statement on the forthcoming report. So the study findings were very interesting, which is that we found that the COVID-19 virus uh, was particularly well adapted to bind to human cells, and that was far superior to its ability to bind the cells of any other uh, animal species, which is is quite unusual because typically when a virus is is well adapted to an animal and then it by chance crosses to a human, typically you would expect it to originally have lower binding to human cells than to the original host animal. We found the opposite. So, so that was a big surprise. Now, on top of all of this, Dr. Petrovsky and his team also claim that there are other reasons that they say that someone tampered with this coronavirus and actually caused human manipulation of it. He says this, quote, the fact that no corresponding virus has been found to exist in nature leads to the possibility that COVID-19 is a human created virus. 
It is therefore entirely plausible that the virus was created in the biosecurity facility in Wuhan by selection on cells expressing human ACE2, a laboratory that was known to be cultivating exotic bat coronaviruses at the time. Then there is a new study Anybody led by Norway. All right, so so far, we're going to look at that, look at a little bit more of that video in a second. So you have a study that's actually posted, published by Cornell University, a bastion of conservatism, right? See, so many people are low information people. These, this isn't all conservatives. I mean, listen, all the studies that have been done that found the 0.1 to the highest end 0.2 post-infection death rate. Who did those studies? Post-infection COVID death rates. Who did those studies? Boston, the Boston Globe, the Miami Herald, USC, University of Southern California, LA County, and Stanford. You couldn't get more liberal than those five institutions. And all of them found a 0.1 post-infection death rate. 0.1 to the high end. The highest end they ever found was 0.2. 0.2. That's the highest end, which is what the CDC has it at. 0.27. That's what they have it at. So what we, let's look at what he said here. I know that was a little off topic. So is the coronavirus man-made? It absolutely is, folks. There's no way if it's quacking like a duck, it's a duck. No corresponding virus has been found. I'll go, let's just go over the main points that we just said. No corresponding virus has been found in nature. None. Zero. Number two, can't infect animals, only humans, which is highly unusual. Usually they will infect. It's easier for that virus. Here's, here's how it works. You pull that virus out. It's less susceptible to the host than it is to a person. You, they pulled it out of a cave bat. That's wh that was who's carrying the virus. That, that cave bat is less susceptible to that virus than a human being. How did that happen? Usually that takes oh, about 800 years to happen. Do why, why now, why is it more susceptible to a human being? Because these viruses have been adapted with what's called an S spike protein. If you look under a microscope, this is all fact, this is all online. Please look it up. If you pull up under a microscope, a picture of a coronavirus particle, you will see spikes sticking out of it. They didn't, that did not occur naturally. They said that that was quite unusual. Can't infect animals, only humans do. Why? What was the reason? Because of the S spike proteins, which they said is quite unusual. There they are. It by, Here's the other point. It binds better to human cells than host bats, usually the opposite with a crossover virus. They actually, here's the quote. That was a big surprise to us. These, these five scientists in Australia... What, what are they, Tom Lipley, devotees? Are they Republicans? No, they're scientists. They're not devoted to any party. Their, their article was published at Cornell. I mean, come on. This is not even hard. People driving by me today. Look at our mask. Look at our mask. We're saving lives. We have a cause and a meaning in life now. No, you don't. You're a clown show. You're an absolute clown show. You look ridiculous 
to anybody who has any sort of information, you look ridiculous. You are a sheeple. You are blind. You don't know anything about what you're talking about. You honestly believe that Anthony Fauci is a hero instead of the monster that he is. And Bill Gates is your savior instead of the monster he is. All right, second part of this video, play that for me. Study led by Norwegian virologist Berger Sorensen, which has found that the coronavirus's spike protein contains sequences that appear to be artificially inserted. The researchers found that the virus had been doctored to bind to humans. They pointed out that it has hardly mutated since it began to infect humans, suggesting that it was already fully adapted to humans. Now this report alone is pretty interesting, but what's really interesting to me is that several weeks ago I was sent an article that I've been looking into, and it's an article that wasn't written a couple of days ago or even in light of the coronavirus pandemic. Instead, it was actually written five years ago, and the title of it all right, bring it back to me. All right, I purposely left it off right there because we're going to look at that article. But what he just said there, the other, the, other, the other scientists outside of Australia now, they said the spike protein appears to be artificially inserted. The virus has been doctored to bind to humans. The vi- this is, again, this isn't, you know, Rush Limbaugh, Dan Bongino, Lower tier, Tom Lipley. This, this is all this is all scientific documents that are being published by non-Republicans, by non-conservatives, probably by non-churchgoers, probably even non-Christians, since narrow is the way and few find it. This is people don't have an agenda. They're looking under a microscope and going, hmm, that's interesting. Never seen that before. The virus, here's another interesting point. The virus has hardly mutated since it began to infect humans, suggesting it already fully adapted to humans. That only happens in a Petri dish. It doesn't happen in nature. It takes a long time for them to mutate to the place a virus is somewhat of a living organism, although it really isn't. Somewhat of a living organism takes a while for them to mutate into the perfection of killing lots of people. All right, so lab made. This is the article he's talking about. It's written by a woman with this interesting name. Her name is Jeff Angst. That's her. It's lab made coronavirus triggers debate. The creation. This is written now. I want you to know. Everybody talks about. Um, that's not the right person. Uh, you just getting that right for the next one. <laughs> just making sure you don't flash it up there. Um, lab made coronavirus. This article is from 2015. Everybody talks about the novelty of coronavirus. Never seen this before. Don't know anything about any of this stuff, right? Okay, well, let's look. The creation of a chimeric SARS-like virus has scientists discussing the risks of gain-of-function research. Written November 16th, 2015. Ralph Barrick, this is where it started, folks. Remember that name, Ralph Barrick is an infectious disease researcher at the University of North Carolina. University of North Carolina transferred all their materials to where? The Wuhan Institute of Virology, where lo and behold, the outbreak began. What are the odds of that? How could that possibly happen? They were doing gain-of-function research at the University of North Carolina with old Ralphie Barrick. 
and they, you know what, that got outlawed, and they transferred it all over to the Wuhan Institute of Virology, and out of all the places on planet Earth this thing could have ever started, was right where they were doing gain-of-function research, which started right here in North Carolina and went over to Wuhan, China. Ralph Barrick, an infectious disease researcher at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, last week, November 9th, 2015, published a study of his team's effort, efforts to engineer a virus. Whoops! With the surface protein of SHC-014 coronavirus. Found in what? Um, horseshoe bats. What I was calling cave bats earlier, same thing. Found in, this is back in 2015, doing gain-of-function research in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. This is not, folks, all you got to do, this is all you, if you want to know what this, where this article is, type science on your, in Google or whatever your search engine is. Bats in China, found in horseshoe bats in China and the backbone of one that causes human-like, ready now. Let me read this to you again because I blithered on and on for a minute. Published a study of his on his team's efforts to engineer a virus with the surface protein of the SHC-014 coronavirus. Remember, this is 2015. Found in horseshoe bats in China and the backbone of one of, of one that causes human-like severe acute respiratory syndrome. What's that stand? What, what's the acronym for it? SARS. SARS, what we have right now, SARS-CoV-2. SARS-CoV-1 was also created in China, which only affected pigs. Facts! Happened in 2004. Did you know it? Did you know there was a coronavirus that actually has occurred before that there was a SARS-CoV-1? There was. The hybrid virus could infect human airway cells and cause disease and, and caused disease in mice, according to the team's results, which were published, get ready, in this bastion of right-wing conservative conspiracy. It was published in Nature Medicine. I don't think I eat anything that comes from nature. And I found it. This is for people that eat twigs and nuts. I eat flesh of animals and candy. I found it. And I, oh, look at me wearing my mask. Oh, we're safe and we're saving lives. No, you're an idiot. You're an uninformed ignoramus. It's right here for you to look at. This was formed by human beings. The results demonstrate the ability of the SHC-014 surface protein to bind and infect human cells. 2015 folks validating concerns that this virus or other coronaviruses found in bat species may be able may be capable of making the leap to people without first evolving in the intermediate host nature reported they also reignite a debate about whether that information justifies the risk of such work known as ready 2015 not making it up, gain of function research. If the new virus escaped, nobody could predict the trajectory. <laughs> In October 2013, the United States government put a stop to all federal funding 
for gain-of-function studies. Well, what on earth were they doing in Chapel Hill in 2015? And lo and behold, they got grandfathered in. With particular concern about rising, rising about influenza, SARS, and Middle East Respiratory Syndrome, MERS, NIH, National Institutes of Health, has funded such studies because they help define fundamental nature, the fundamental nature of human pathogen interactions, enable the assessment of pandemic potential of emerging infectious agents, and inform public health and preparedness efforts. DIH Director Francis Collins said in a statement, listen to this though, at the time, these studies, however, also entail biosafety and biosecurity risks which need to be understood better. Explain to me why nobody from the NIH, why nobody from NIAID, which is Anthony Fauci, National Institute of, of Allergies and Infectious Diseases, which is, right, which is in the NIH, why nobody has come up to a microphone and explained any of this. How in 2015, they were extracting coronavirus from cave bats, called horseshoe bats, how they, why they were extracting viruses from them, manipulating them, installing them with, attaching an S-spike protein, and making human beings susceptible to that virus when human beings weren't until they actually pulled the virus out and attached the protein to it. This, is, this isn't me, folks. This is not me. These are scientists saying this. From Australia, from Norway, from Chapel Hill, North Carolina, from the NIH. The head of the NIH just said it. The only impact of this work is the creation in a lab of a new non-natural risk, Richard E. Bright. Of, here, here's another bastion of, of, of conservatism. Ready? The only impact, he's speaking about gain-of-function research. The only impact of this work is the creation in a lab of a new non-natural risk. Richard E. Bright, a molecular biologist and biodefense expert at Rutgers University. The results move this virus from a candidate emerging pathogen to a clear and present danger. Peter Daszak, president of EcoHealth Alliance, said. 2015, this was going on, folks. And what happened was it got outlawed in 2013 this program was grandfathered in and then transferred over facts to the Wuhan Institute of Virology, where through shadow programs, what, what would happen is Anthony Fauci wanted to continue to fund these things. But what you do is just fund something else that's not under the name of gain of function research. And then they send the money there because from 2013, up till today, they've sent, Anthony Fauci has sent between three and five million dollars to, to the Wuhan Institute of Virology. It's called money laundering, not to mention Bill Gates, tens of millions of dollars. I wonder why they would do that. Maybe because they want to spearhead a vaccine. There's, there's various reasons why. You never can say there's one reason why all this is going on. There's numerous reasons why. Numerous reasons. We don't know how it got out of the Wuhan Institute of Virology. It definitely did. We don't know why it got out. We can't cross those bridges yet. We don't know. It happened in China. Part of what they were doing was when you, they would fund an institution for gain-of-function research, that institution would then send it to China to do the work. 
Then they could both say, China could say if something bad happened, it's the United States. And the United States could say if something bad happened, it's China. And they both sort of be right. That was the point behind it all. But what, why, would, why would somebody want this to happen? I'm not saying that somebody wanted it to happen. Or I don't know if it was a black swan where it was just an opportunity. Like the Great Reset, like Prince Charles is saying at the Great Reset meeting. This is an opportunity that we may never see again. We don't know whether it was done on purpose. We don't know if it was an accident. All we know is that what's going on right now is totalitarians and tyrants have risen, risen up. They're not the cream of the crop. They're at the bottom of the dung heap, but they think they're the cream of the crop. The Gretchen Whitmers of the world, the Phil Murphys of the world, Andrew Cuomo's of the world, the Kate Browns of the world, the Gavin Newsom's of the world the governor of Victoria in Australia and numerous other people we could name have risen up. The Joe Biden's of the world, the Kamala Harris's of the world with the clown show walking around with their idiot masks on every day. They do press conferences and nobody's within 30 feet of these people. And they've got a mask basically, you know, I want to say from head to toe on their face makes absolutely no sense. So, I mean, you have these totalitarian edicts coming out all the time still to this day they just they look i mean again i know it's metaphoric but it's like just like those weathermen standing there and there's absolutely no weather that causes you to be moved there's nothing there but they are all acting like there is so that they get the desired effect what is the fight what does the fake weatherman want he wants attention he wants gratification he wants to, he wants to be in the middle of something what do these people want they want power Read the book of Revelation, folks. Read it. From the Gateway Pundit, from 100% Fed Up, a respected, you can flip throw that picture up, a respected Chinese virologist has fled from communist China. When was this? Uh, today. To Hong Kong and now reportedly in the U.S. is claiming that she will provide evidence that the SARS-CoV-2 virus, coronavirus, COVID-19, was man-made and that it was developed by scientists in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Who's been telling you that? Big Fat Tommy. I've been telling you that. I've been telling you that for forever. And now look at, you know, I don't want, I'm not going to be prideful in this, but I'm just like, listen, I mean, I was a deputy sheriff for 25 years, folks. I'm not a rocket scientist. I'm not like Joe Biden. I'm not claiming that I finished at the top of my class. I don't know where I finished in high school. I don't know where I finished in college. There's thousands of people in college at UCF. I have no idea. Probably not in the top. Probably not in the top 50%. I'm, all I do is read articles and now you have. Put her. Put the girl's picture back up. The scientist's picture back up. Keep that around for a little bit. This, this is not me, folks. This is a real person. This is a real scientist. She says that SARS-CoV-2 was man-made. Look at her face. She said it's man-made and that it was developed by scientists in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Not me. She said it. She's also accusing the Chinese government of a cover-up. This is Chinese virologists. Good luck with these Chinese names with me. But Dr. Li Mingyan, that's who it is. This is a real person. Pull up the article. The genome sequence, this is quote, this is her quote. The genome sequence is like a human fingerprint, she said. And based on this, you can identify these things. 
I will use this evidence to tell people why this has come from the lab in China, why they are the ones who made it. Anyone, even if you have no biology knowledge, will be able to read it and check and identify and verify it yourself. There you go. We can skip it, Tom Cotton. Let's go to the next one. But here we are. Schools are still closed, right? You know, like, it doesn't have anything to do with whether it's man-made or not. Well, no, but we, listen, the whole thing is, you know what would have helped early on? Um, Anthony Fauci and Bill Gates, both of whom major contributors financially, Anthony Fauci with your tax dollars and Bill Gates out of his own money, gave millions, tens of millions and millions and millions of dollars to the Chinese Academy of Sciences, which owns and runs the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Nobody said a word. Ever heard it yet? Have you ever heard Anthony Fauci use the words gain of function? Ever heard it? He knows it's going on. What happened? It was outlawed in 2013. And six days before he left office, Barack Hussein Obama made it legal again. A year later, Anthony the Fauci said that he predicts that there will be a viral outbreak in the United States of pandemic proportions. Oh, what is, I mean, again, I can't cross any bridges that are not there. We don't have video footage of somebody going out and spreading coronavirus in Wuhan. We don't have it yet. Maybe someday we'll have it. I doubt it coming out of, out of the Chinese government. They're probably going to hide that if that's what happened. But we do know who is funding the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Bill Gates won't deny it. Ask him. He can't hide it. He can't hide where he sent his international funds. That is taxable. They can be found. It's not hard. But why is nobody asking? Why wouldn't somebody sprint to a microphone on day one and say, you know what? We've been doing gain-of-function research in Milwaukee? No. Tampa, Florida? No. Beijing? No. Sydney, Australia? No. Wuhan. And the one place it breaks out, Wuhan, China. Nobody says a word. Does that bother you at all? How about you out there that waved your mask at me today and flipped me the middle finger? You're the dumb one. I actually said that to people as they drove by. I mouthed the words to them. Just like that. Because they are. From Bias News. Why are schools still closed? Look at this. L.A. County Public Health Director. They are large and in charge. You might as well call them Joseph Stalin. Because they have all the power in the world. We don't realistically anticipate that we would be moving either to tier two. That's like step two in the recovery stage two. Or to reopening K-12 schools. Until when, folks? It's got nothing to do with politics. Remember, it's all about compassion and your health. Until after the election. We're going to be where we are now until we are done with the elections. Where'd that come from? I'll just emails between the L.A. County Public Health Director and somebody else who's saying we're going to stay right where we are until this election is over, baby. And by the way, no matter what, Trump's going to win by a landslide. 45 states minimum watch. But either way, this whole thing's over November 4th. And at that point, we're going to deep dive into the rest of the corruption from the Democratic Party. We'll, we'll, we'll look into General Flynn, George Papadopoulos, Many others, Roger Stone, Russia collusion, Robert Mueller. I'm longing to do that. I have articles saved and ready to go, but nobody cares about that right now because we got to deal with the biggest hoax that's ever been perpetuated in the history of the world. 
the biggest hoax. People to this day go, now this COVID-19 caused the economic collapse. Really? The economic collapse. So it's killed less than a million people worldwide out of 8 billion and it caused an economic collapse. It's killed for in reality 9,000 people exclusively of COVID in the United States. Maybe double that that you could, you know, triple that max that you could attribute to really they would have lived without COVID. Maybe we don't, nobody even knows because most people in the United States who died of COVID, uh, you got 185, 190, whatever thousand deaths in the United States, not to belittle anybody's death, but the average age of death is 80 of a COVID patient. The average age of death in the United States period is 78. Does that bother you pastors? Does it bother you that you have an alcohol gel station at your church? Does it bother you that you have people that you're ushering people from their cars into to your alcohol gel station where you will give them a mask and then sit them separately in their own lawn chairs in their own little clumps? Does it bother you at all that the average age of death of COVID-19 is 80 and the average age of death period in the United States is 78 and yet you're still social distancing and people have to call and make a reservation to attend your church. Does this bother you at all? None of these facts do they, they do not penetrate your cranium at all. And you're still, you're still operating this way. It doesn't bother you at all. See, that would bother me facts going against my theology or my philosophy change my theology and my philosophy facts for my theology are the word of God. If, if the word of God says something opposite of my theology, my theology will then conform to the Bible. If facts come in and violate my philosophy, then my philosophy becomes submissive to facts. That's the problem. That's what's gone on in our country. It's Dinesh D'Souza said this. I've quoted it 500 times in the last two months. He says the problem in our culture is that our belief system, our narrative now, is not subject to facts. Facts are subject to our narrative. And that's what's going on inside the church. Well, you know, I got to be a good community partner. I've done a lot to establish that we're good community partners in here. And I don't want to be the only one open. Forget that garbage. Your community partners with who? The YMCA, which funds Planned Parenthood? With your county, your city or uh, county council that funds Planned Parenthood? And LGBTQ rights and marriages? That's who you're partners with? Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. That's the Bible again. Got crazy Bible. Bible's very inconvenient when you want to be a community partner. No, thank you. This is a good tweet. I have no chance of pronouncing his name. It's OB. Do we have it up there? Do you have, did I give you that? No, I didn't give you this one. I, Obia Naju Ikiocha tweet. That's really it. So here it is at Disney. Disney CEO last year shamelessly threatened to stop operations in Georgia. Why? Because a bill was passed to protect, to protect unborn babies. So the CEO of Disney said, you know what? We're not shooting there anymore because Georgia, or, or we're not going to shoot there anymore because Georgia passed a law to protect unborn babies. Then what does Disney do? They find a region in China where a genocide is happening and set up shop to film Mulan. Everybody in in my crew here. Has there been a Mulan before? Is this another remake? Okay, it's a remake of a cartoon. And again, I want to espouse a philosophy to you that my son loves that he's only heard once in his life. 
It's Proverbs 9.10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. The world is getting stupider and stupider because they don't fear God. That's why they have to keep remaking things over and over again. Their creativity is dying because they're no longer attached to the Creator, which I stole from my friend Aaron. Play the video for me. Now open. Just before Disney CEO Bob Iger unveiled a new Star Wars attraction at Disneyland, he stepped foot into the abortion wars. He told Reuters Disney may stop shooting in Georgia if a new anti-abortion law takes effect. Well, I think if it becomes law, uh, it'll be very difficult to produce or I rather doubt we will. Um, I don't think it, one, I think many people who work for us will not want to work there and um, we'll have to heed their wishes in that regard. Georgia is one of eight states to pass anti-abortion legislation this year in the hopes that the Supreme Court will overturn Roe v. Wade, the 1973 landmark case that established a woman's right to end her pregnancy. And the Democratic governor of Louisiana... Hey, Aaron, put up that tweet. I'm sorry, I threw you out of order. Put up that tweet for me because I had to read that. It was my fault. All right, here's that tweet I want you to read. Disney's president said, this is very concise, it was difficult to do business in Georgia after they passed a law protecting unborn babies, but not only filmed a movie in a country committing a genocide, what are they called? Is it the Uyghurs, Aaron? Is that right? Are they Muslims, right? The Uyghur Muslims are being slaughtered. Have you ever, have you seen the photos? Have you seen those photos of them being blindfolded, handcuffed or their hands tied behind their backs and being loaded on the trains? It literally looks like 1930s and early forties, Nazi Germany. Absolutely looks like that. And that's what's going on. They cannot film in Georgia for all the Disney lovers out there. All right. Now you do what you got to do, but you may have thought, well, no problem with boycotting the NFL. This is no different. This may be, this may be even worse than everybody. Yeah. Put those up. This may be even worse. It is worse. You know, it flat out is look at those, look at those pictures. It's worse. These are people being loaded on the trains. You're not seeing the true numbers. That picture on the right, there's actually a one that's got li- like thousands of thousands of people being waited to be loaded onto trains. It's worse than anthem kneelers. So those of you who are like, well, you know, no problem. The NFL, thank goodness I don't watch it. So anybody else can boycott that. But listen, you may be needing to think about Disney World. And you may be th- need to think about Disney. I mean, they won't film in Georgia because they pass pro-life legislation but they will absolutely film in china where the uyghur muslims are being carted away by the thousands in trains and being put in re-education camps and being killed that's a fact folks you need to be thinking about it put that put that tweet back up i want to finish reading that one for me there you go Disney's president said it was difficult to do business in Georgia after they passed a law protecting unborn babies, but not only filmed a movie in a country committing a genocide, but went out of their way to thank the monsters who are doing it. Let that sink in for a minute. Look at the bottom of the Western Journal replying. Disney worked with regions where genocide is occurring and thanked departments that are helping, helping implement it. There's Disney for you. That's Disney. On a lighter note... I sent photographers out today from the massive Tom Lipley three-person staff that are all non-paid except for one. Well, no, two of them are paid. So I sent them out to take a picture of Joe Biden's 2020 presidential boat parade. There it is. Oh, there you go. There it was. And compare that to some Trump pictures. 
All right, moving on. Black Lives Matter. Patrice Cullors, co-founder of Black Lives Matter. I want to deep dive into them for just a little bit here. I want to go down to their deep roots. Patrice Cullors actually says that they're trained Marxists. Now, I know most of you already know that. We're going to go deeper than that tonight. Play that video for me. The just set criticism the is helpful. Um, I also think that it might... Um, I think of a lot of things. The first thing I think is that we actually do have an ideological frame. Um, myself and Alicia in particular are trained organizers. Um, we uh, are trained Marxists. Um, we are uh, super uh, versed um, on sort of ideological theories. All right, so there you go. Now it's laying the groundwork, right? Alicia Garza, Patrice Cullors, two out of the three women that founded Black Lives Matter, said we are both trained organizers and trained Marxists. Now let's deep dive into Karl Marx for just a minute. Does anybody know how dark this man was? Karl Marx, the founder of communism. So far, and that's a very conservative estimate, communism slash socialism. Socialism is just a stepping stone to communism. So communism slash socialism has cost the, cost the world about 100 to 200 million souls. So far, it's killed. But yet, you know what? Black Lives Matter or Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, the Democratic Party, they'll get it right. Bernie Sanders will get it right this time. That's all that's happened so far. Yeah, put that picture up. Here's Carl. Just so everybody knows who he is. There he is. Founder of modern day socialism and communism, Karl Marx. Every bit of communism, every bit of socialism comes from him. When you hear Bernie Sanders talk about universal health care, when you hear Bernie Sanders talk about a universal monthly income, that's where it comes from is Karl Marx. Everybody needs to understand who that person is. Now, here's Glenn Beck on Karl Marx with some information that I've never heard before until a day ago. Play that for me. And you need to know what you're fighting. When BLM says they're Marxist, you need to know what that means. And what Paul just said, let me just read this to you. Thus, heaven I've forfeited. I know it full well. My soul, once true to God, is chosen for hell. He, he, he writes these poems and says these things that just for any sane individual, you would at least think the guy is in league with the devil. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's hey, really... And there has been numerous authors that have said basically that, that Karl Marx was demon-possessed, worshipped the devil, something along those lines. Of course, I don't know that. That's just the opinions of authors. But that is his own works. Once somebody given to God is now sold as a slave to hell, something along those lines in his poem there. Interesting footnotes. Both of Karl Marx's daughters, both, he had two daughters, both daughters killed themselves in a suicide pact with their husbands. And Karl Marx wrote about doing that himself. Patrice Cullors and Alicia Garza are both trained, as she said, Marxist organizers. So when you hear George Floyd, George Floyd, you know, Robert, you know Jacob Blake, Jacob Blake. When you see Drew Brees shamefully wearing Jacob Blake's name on his helmet, a somebody who's under investigation for a sex crime. And demonizing the police. Know who these people are. From the Black Lives Matter website. Quote right from them. We make space for transgender brothers and sisters. 
to participate and lead. What's that got to do with their Black Lives Matter stuff? Nothing. We are self-reflective, reflexive, and do the work required to dismantle cisgender privilege and uplift black trans folk, especially black trans women who continue to be disproportionately impacted by trans antagonistic violence. Do you know this is on their website? A lot of you do. We build a space that affirms black women and is free from sexism, misogyny, and environments in which men are centered. What's that got to do with George Floyd? What's that got to do with Michael Brown? What's it, I don't know. We disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family structure and requirement by supporting each other as extended families and Hillary Clinton villages that collectively care for one another, especially our children, to the degree that mothers, parents, and children are comfortable. We foster a queer affirming network. If you're a Christian and you support Black Lives Matter, you're not a Christian. You can't be. This is totally antithetical to the Word of God. Everything that I just read to you, destroying the mother father nuclear family what's what's queer affirming network listen i'm a sinner saved by grace i have sinned i've done all sorts of sins before i was a christian during being a christian before i was a pastor while being a pastor i have sinned i am not coming down on anybody because only because of their sin i can't do that i can't be disgusted by anybody's sin because i'm a romans 323 christian i'm a sinner saved by grace and sin all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of god is romans 323 but i took my sin and i said lord i turn from it i turn from my sin you can't be a legitimate christian and never having turned from sin it can't happen. You can't be a legitimate Christian and be preaching to people that they're saved when they're still living in sin. You can't be a Christian and give virtue to organizations like this who are preaching homosexual relationships. Have you ever read Galatians chapter 5, 19 through 21, where homosexuality is named? 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9, where homosexuality is named. Revelation chapter 21, starting in verse 8, where homosexuality is named. And it says, those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. That's no different for people who are fornicating either, or having heterosexual sex outside of marriage. But you can't send your money, you can't send your support. How many of you did, your, did the black square? on your social media page and you call yourself a believer we have foster a queer affirming network that's who you're supporting when we gather we do so with the intention of freeing ourselves from the tight grip of heteronormative thinking and rather the belief that all in the world are heterosexual unless she or they disclose otherwise i told you now just leaping right black lives matter right just put that picture up first. What's on the floor here? The NBA. The, put the picture up. Oh, yeah. Put, put the still up. Of the, the, still, the still photo from the video. Just put that up so they can see it. Yeah, that's all right. There you go. That's fine. Look what's on the floor. Black Lives Matter, right? They're supporting this. That's what they support. Uh, what, what was, well, how much money is BLM putting into the neighborhoods? Black Lives Matter, right? How many black lives is BLM saving? Let me add it up for you. Uh, uh, yeah, none. Zero. They're not doing anything. They're enriching themselves. We'll get more to that in a minute too. But here's the NBA again. Listen. Done. My favorite show in the world is college game day. 
Saw it. It's been on twice. It's re- my DVR just records it. Delete. You're like, Todd, what about college football? Listen, here's the thing. I'm not saying I'll never watch college football, but I can't watch any of this garbage. How can you sit there and watch a game that's silent? You, you, you watch Major League Baseball with their cardboard cutout stupid faces? I didn't even realize that the NBA was doing it because I haven't watched the NBA for years in any substantive way. But in their bubble, they actually call it their bubble. I call it the black bubble because it's just a giant black bubble. And they actually have cardboard cutout faces too. I don't know if it's on screens. And I heard that you can actually pay to Skype your way in. And so your face is on a screen watching the game. You can actually pay to do that. How? St- I mean, these games are totally dead silent. The NHL is dead silent. You have ridiculous. Why would anybody do this? You have ridiculous cardboard cutouts sitting in seats by the thousands. Watching these games, sort of. I, I, I can't I can't demean myself. Listen, I I think I would lose brain cells. Or I would or possibly even start a little brain bleed by watching that. I I'm not gonna sit there and watch Florida, Florida State, if there's social distance and there's they've scattered out twelve thousand people in a stadium that's meant for sixty thousand or a hundred thousand. I can't, I cannot do this. It's absolutely ridiculous. I will not accept this. You've got to do it. You just, you can't, this is what happens in our culture. There's nobody there. They've got cardboard cutouts and people will get used to it. You know, we, we just had, you know, nine 11 was yesterday. Everybody who's an adult, you remember where you were on nine 11. I remember exactly where I was on nine 11. I was a cop. I was in Venice, Florida. I remember exactly where I was. I remember the friend that I went and talked to about it when the first plane hit. I get it. We've forgotten all that. People, I will never forget. We've forgotten. What else happened on 9-11? Benghazi, where Barack Hussein Obama and Hillary Clinton left our heroes to die in Benghazi for no reason. Well, we didn't have time to rescue them. How would you know that you didn't have time when you didn't know how long the incursion was going to last? 13 hours exactly. Barack, how do you, let me ask you this, everybody. What do you think Trump would have done? What do you think? I know. What do you think? What do you think Trump would have done? You think that, do you think Trump wouldn't have scrambled help that he wouldn't have sent in helicopters that there wouldn't have been Navy seals there that there wouldn't be uh, missiles raining down from the heavens to protect them. What did Barack? Oh, you know, saintly Barack most corrupt, worthless president in American history, along with the worst secretary of state in American history and most corrupt secretary of state in American history, Hillary Rodham Clinton. What did they do? Nothing. Nothing. An ambassador was killed. American soldiers dead. And they did nothing. They sat there and did nothing. Ask yourself, what would Trump have done? Not only would he have rescued all of them, but boy, would that have region, that region would have paid. There wouldn't be a living soul left of anybody who stepped foot in that compound. You know it. You know it's true. Even if you're a dem, you know it's true. You're going to deny it right now, but down deep in your heart, you know it's true. But here you got the NBA so done. Number one, I'm done because of all their politics. I'm not the NBA, NFL. NHL, MLB, done, done, 
absolutely done. Done. Not coming back. See, that's what they depend. They depend on. I think their ratings were down from the opening last year. My son told me that the NFL ratings were down about 12%. Not enough, but way down. And there's been 12 million people less now watch the Super Bowl than watched it even a year ago. So when you compare the 2019 Super Bowl, 2018 Super Bowl, or 2020 Super Bowl, 2019 Super Bowl, 12 million less people watched it in 220 than 219. So they all think you're going to come back. They do. You can't. You can't come back. Outside of complete and total repentance, you cannot come back. But the NBA players take a knee during National Anthem on September 11th. This is from, this is from Todd Starnes from today. More than 3,000 of our fellow countrymen died on that day, and a bunch of pampered athletes could not muster the common decency to honor their memory. Now, my butt, we're gonna, I'm going to play this video for you. My right-hand man, my tech guy, he showed me this before. I hadn't even noticed it when I looked at the video before, and I watched it in completion before. Watched the whole thing, but I didn't notice it. I want you to watch the video that they put out, and this was played in all the NBA stadiums throughout the country in reverence to 9-11, if you want to call it that, in remembrance, in reverence of 9-11. See if there's any cops on there. How many cops died in 9-11? Was it all firefighters? Do you know how many Port Authority cops died in 9-11? Ended up being... 3,000 total citizens, over 3,000, because lots of cops and firefighters died after 9-11 from all the chemicals that they ingested during 9-11 rescue operations. But watch the video and see if there's any police on it. Play it for me. Nineteen years ago, the tragic events of September 11th shocked and saddened the world. Today, we pay tribute to the thousands of innocent victims who lost their lives, and we give special thanks to the heroic first responders who put themselves in harm's way. The NBA takes this moment to remember, reflect, and honor those brave men and women. See any cops on there? How disrespectful can you be? You had cops storming up those stairwells just like you had firefighters. Lots and lots of cops died. Jaren, did you get that number? I saw you looking for it. 37 police officers, 23 police officers, New York Police Department, 37 police officers of Port Authority. So what's that, 57? 61 police officers died that day. Died that day. Anybody care in the NBA? Not at all. 60 officers, I mean 60 police officers dead. Nobody cares. They don't even honor them. How disrespectful can you be? Well, it's because cops are hunting black men. White cops are hunting black men. Really? You know what's hunting black men? Number one, other black men. Really, number number two, other black men. Number one, an abortion doctor's suction device. That's what's hunting black men. By the millions. By the th- hundreds of thousands every year and by the millions. Police kill between 200 and 250 black men a year. 600 white men a year. Now, when I say white men, I mean white men and women. 600 white people a year. 200 to 250 black people a year. 2019, 19 unarmed white people were killed by law enforcement. Nine unarmed black men were killed by law enforcement. Facts! And yet here we are. Look at all these goobers. Put the picture up. Look at these goobers taking a knee. 
on 9-11, on the national anthem being played on 9-11. 3,000 Americans and dignitaries and visitors died from other from other nations died, primarily Americans, but there were people from other countries too that died that day in America. 3,000 Americans died that day. And look at these ingrate multi-millionaires taking a knee with the stars and stripes right behind them. Absolutely blasphemous. Absolutely disgusting. They're disgusting human beings. Disgusting human beings. Speaking of disgusting, now listen, I'm going to play this video. I didn't, I don't really want to play it. Most of you probably, some of you might be able to guess where I'm going. I want to ask a question. How on earth does this happen? How on earth does this kind of thing happen? I'm going to play this video for three to five seconds. This is Netflix. Most of you have heard about it. This is their cuties thing. How does this happen? How does this happen in the United States of America? That somehow a, a TV or video series comes out on a major platform like Netflix. How do, where are the editors? Where's editor one, editor two, editor a thousand? How did this ever get through the editorial process at Netflix? How did anybody think this was good? You know how it got through? It got through because there's deranged minds. There's absolute carnal, nasty minds. Somehow this got through on Netflix. How does this happen in America? Play the video for five seconds. How does this happen? I don't care if How does that happen? Yeah, get that thing out. So I, I got screen to my left that I'm looking at too. How does it happen, folks? We, we have to ask ourselves that question. How does that happen? I saw it today. People that I know on Facebook, they're like, done with Netflix. Good. Get the heck out of Netflix. How on earth does that happen? We've all got to stop watching Netflix. It's time for the NBA to pay, the NHL to pay, the NFL to pay, MLB to pay. They want to throw our pride in America in our face. It's time for us to defund their butts. If... Netflix wants to put out child pornography, which is what that is. If they want to do that, then we need to defund Netflix. These people need to pay, folks. Well, you know what? I don't know if I can make it without Netflix. You can make it. You know, try reading your Bible. Try doing something else besides scrolling through a screen all day or watching a screen. There's other things to life than that. There really is other things. You can live without Netflix. Disney... Disney worshipers. You can live without Disney. Listen, Disney is won't won't film in Georgia because they passed a pro-life law, but they'll go and, and film Mulan in the province that's killing meager Uyghur uh, Muslims by the thousands and sending them off to re-education concentration camps, and you're fine with that? They're like, Tom, we can't boycott everything. We can, we can boycott what we need to boycott, folks. It's time for people, it's time for these institutions to understand what they're losing. So I asked, how could this happen, right? How can we get to this place? Well, let's look. New York Post. Dozens of missing kids found in Georgia, including 15 sex trafficking victims. Where did that happen? August 28th of this year. This is our culture, folks. We have a major problem. And luckily, we have the church. 
Oh, no, we don't. The church folded like a cheap suit the moment that a 99.9% survival rate virus presented itself. The, the church closed. This is the problem, church. You need to have some guts and stand up for the word of God and stand up in the word of God. Our country has no moral compass because the church is filled with cowards and community partners. How about standing up and say, this is right, this is wrong. Jesus said, let your yes be yes and your no be no. For whatever is more than these is from the evil one. Matthew 5, 37. A house divided against itself cannot stand. You cannot stand in the word of God. No man can serve two masters. For he will either love the one and hate the other, or he hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Matthew 6, 24. Jesus talking. You should, you should pick. We're going to stand in the word of God, but instead, you know what? We're going to close. This is deadly virus. No, you bind it. That's the word of God. Matthew 16, 19. This is the problem. This whole coronavirus response is against the church. How did this happen? How did we end up with child porn on Netflix? Fox News, U.S. Marshal Service, Operation Safety Net recovers 25 children in Ohio in the first two weeks. You want to defund those guys, right? You bunch of idiots. You want to defund these guys? Who's going to go? Let me ask you this. Bring it back to me. Who's going to go get these kids? Hey, defunders. Who's going to go get those kids? Name it. Please go ahead. Name it. Who's going to do it? Barack Hussein Obama, community organizer, Patrice Cullors, trained Marxist and community organizer. They're going to be the ones that go get these kids? I don't think so. Christian Post, U.S. Marshals rescue eight missing children in Indiana. This is all this year. 73 recovered nationwide since August. This is a New York Post article from October 9, 2018. 123 missing children found in Michigan during sex trafficking operation. This is how we ended up where we are on Netflix is we have a corrupt, sexually perverse society. Listen, guilty. I have sinned sexually. I get it. I understand. But I've turned from my sin. Our country has nowhere to turn because the church is closed. The church does not provide a moral compass. The church routinely violates Galatians chapter 1 verse 10. For do I now persuade men or God? Or do I seek to please men? For if I still please men, I would not be a bondservant of Christ. So when when they come to you and say, close your church, we've got this deadly virus with a 99.9% survival rate, 0.1 post-infection death rate. We need you to close. And then when when you reopen, we'll stipulate to you step one, step two, step three, step 87. No, you've got to stand up. This is why we have perversion going on on Netflix. There's no moral compass in our culture. Hundreds arrested. Listen to this one. Hundreds arrested and massive child sex ring in California, including entertainers, community leaders, and clergy. When was that? 30 years ago? No. February 10th, 2018 from Alex Hall. Child sex ring. It was called Operation Broken Heart. Please pull it up. Operation Broken Heart 3. Pull it up. This is how we got to where we are. We have an undercurrent of pedophilia going on in this country. If you don't believe it, you're woefully ignorant. You're woefully uninformed. You're choosing to stick your head in the sand. Those are conspiracy theories. And you name the conspirator, the, the conspiracy arbiter, the one who's putting them out. You just name them. It's that, kind of, it's that guy. It's this guy. No, it's the truth. 
How do, how would I mean think about it? How would you end up with a Netflix show like that if there wasn't an undercurrent of perversion and pedophilia in that perversion going on? Who would watch that? Who would watch that? Who would be aroused by that? Somebody who likes kids, folks. It's put out for that. Why would it, why would anybody put out? How old were those girls? Do you think Hope? Twelve-year-old girls. My wife just told me average between 10 and 12 years old. Who would watch that? Pedophiles. Could it be that Netflix is reaching out to them? Uh, Yeah, well, you know, it's already been present in Hollywood. I mean, I just read this to you, right? Hundreds arrested in massive child sex ring in California, including entertainers, community leaders, and clergy. February 10th, 2018. New York Post. Corey Feldman. Remember, Stand By Me says pedophilia is Hollywood's biggest problem. Not me too. New York Post. You put those girls up for me. As beautiful young co-stars in the long-running Superman prequel TV series Smallville, Smallville, their biggest problem was dealing with their odd young pal Clark Kent. These two are the stars. The one on my right, the blonde, has been criminally charged. With sex trafficking. Then Christian Crook and Allison Mack, Allison Mack is the blonde, signed up for an upstate seminar run by self-help guru Keith Rainier. And they met a real-life supervillain. Rainier was arrested while on the lam in his $10,000 a week Mexican villa this week. This is a while ago. Let me, let me get the date on it if I can find it. 328, 2018. So just two years ago, was arrested while on the lam in his 10,000 a week Mexican villa this week, charged by federal prosecutors while running a violent sex slave cult called NXIVM, pronounced Nexium. Alyssa, Allison was used, as was Kristen, as a lure to bring in other women because of their celebrity status, he said, the chief investigator. Crook severed ties with the group, get this, in 2012, soon after the Albany Times Union wrote of allegations that Rainier had sex with underage girls. This is mainstream Hollywood, folks. But Mac, what's her full name again? Uh, Allison, I don't want to forget it. But Allison Mac stayed on, according to Parlato investigator, no, that's a reporter, helped come up with the idea of sizzling the brand into initiate's skin. So they were branding girls. They were, she came up, put her picture back up. She came up with the idea, the blonde, of branding young women, branding them, burning initials. Get ready. Sizzling the brand into initiate's skin near their groins as they were held down. About two by two inches, the mark combined Rainier's initials, KR, with Mac's initials, AM, Allison Mac. She started as a slave and became a slave master, the reporter wrote. Her nickname among defectors is Pimp Mac. Hollywood! And Hollywood puts out, what's that show called again? I just, oh, the horrible show. What? Cuties. Hollywood puts out cuties. Wonder why you have a convicted sex offender. She's she comes up with the idea of branding women while in a cult and recruiting using her celebrity status to bring women into a sex cult. 
Oh, but Hollywood's got no problems, do they? You know what we need, Aaron? We need that Trump video. You know which one I'm talking about when it comes down to hunting those people down? Don't start looking yet because I need you to do other things for me. Wait for an opportunity. Welcome to the production side of what we're doing here, folks. Love you. All right, here's a video from Glenn Beck. Now, this is for those of you who are parents. Now, listen, if there's anybody under the age of 16 watching this, get out of the room. Parents, get them out. This is for Glenn Beck. This is clean I'm, as far as language. It is not clean when it comes to pictures. So be ready now. This is graphic. Glenn Beck's as good as it gets. Big fan. Love Glenn Beck. As good as it gets. Does a great job. But we're talking about perversion. Now let's look at what's going on in our school systems. Now remember, oh no, these, these are just conspiracy theories. All this pedophilia stuff. Just conspiracy. Is it really? You have a mainstream Hollywood actress? You have a major sex ring found in Hollywood with dozens of arrests and it's all just conspiracy theory. You have cuties put out on Netflix. It's just it's conspiracy theory. Look what Glenn Beck put out when it comes to our educational system. Play that for me. I want to show you some images taken from a book that is part of comprehensive sexuality education curriculum currently floating around in our schools. I said Texas is voting on it, but already in Austin, it's part of the curriculum. How would your child process this? I mean, believe it or not, it gets much, much worse than this. They're not teaching abstinence. They're not doing that. They're teaching kids as early as kindergarten, masturbation, anal sex, transgenderism, and abortion. They're telling kids in elementary school, forget what your parents taught you. You can choose when to have sex with someone whenever you want. You don't have to be wait to be married. Children are sexual. Let go of all those antiquated beliefs that you learned at home, probably from your white racist parents. Now you might ask yourself, who the hell agreed to any of this? The answer, not you, not me. The very top of the top of the global political, financial, and technocratic elites. First, the United Nations. It is the same group of people over and over again. You have the UN involved, you also have the WHO. The right you there. know how great they are. Try to rewind about ten, about four seconds just so I get the reset on there. All right, right there. That's perfect. You Again. You right there. Perfect. See the great reset on there? All right. Look at this. You please pull up. Aaron showed it to you a bunch of times. They have their own website. Got everything. Pull up the great reset anytime you want. Let me read to you from Prince Charles. This is from the great reset. If you can see this right here. That's where I pulled it off of MSN 625 of this year. MSN, mainstream media, right here. The Great Reset, introducing the Great Reset, world leaders' radical plan to transform the economy. And lo and behold, to transform your children's education system. Here's Prince Charles, one of the key members of the Great Reset revolution. We have a golden opportunity to see something good from this crisis. Its unprecedented shockwaves may well make people more receptive to big visions of change, said Prince Charles at the meeting, The Great Reset, adding later, is an opportunity we have never had before and may never have again. That's him talking. And these are the people, not, you know, you have the UN, World Health Organization, Great Reset. 
all trying to influence and send propaganda. And it's not just propaganda. Propaganda can just be gaslighting. They're going in there to brainwash your children, to sexualize your children. Hence the reason on Netflix, you have child porn now. Those girls, those girls should know better. That, I forgot about that. Who's the parents of those girls? Who, who's the parents of those 10 to 12 year old girls on that stage? What, what happened to you? Did lightning strike you through your brain? What happened to you? You let your child, your little girl go up there and sexualize herself knowing that pedophiles are going to be watching. What's the matter with you? Sold your soul to the devil. Shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? What's the matter with you? But look at what they're doing. Glenn Beck finishes off this video. Play that for me. Have the UN involved? You also have. You got to go the, to 115. Next video. Never had a problem with racism. Uh, they take this and they ship it to Africa. And Africa takes it, and the UN, after they finished poking and prodding Africans, they finalized their work, and they published this. This is the International Technical Guidance on Sexuality Education. Pause that for me right At there. the top. Oh, it's... Who on earth, who on earth licensed the United Nations to publish something called the International Technical Guidance of sexuality education. Who on earth? Who on earth? Unit, yeah, those are all United Nations programs right underneath there. UNICEF. Whenever you see UNICEF, United Nations, UNAIDS, all those things, United Nations. Who like? Who asked them? You know, I, I didn't grow up going, huh, I wonder how I should have sex. I wonder what the United Nations thinks. I never thought that in my life. Who on earth gave them the right or the authority? And then... American leaders, American parents, where on earth are you people that you allow this in? He told you earlier, this is being voted on in Texas, right? Red state, Texas. It's being people in Texas are considering this Texas. Anybody watching from Texas? What's the matter with you? What is going on in this country? Play the rest of it for me. UNESCO little logo that's for sustainable development goals. In other words, UN Agenda 2030 used to be called Agenda 21. This is what is now being voted on all over America. How is this garbage actually getting approved? How is it getting pushed? Who's pushing it? State education boards here in the US, which ones are debating it? Well, I will tell you, they have a very powerful ally another group that I'm sure you're not going to be surprised. Planned Parenthood is cited in this document 14 times. They are hyper-sexualizing children, destroying Western values, and creating a whole lot of future customers to boot. This is being voted on nationwide, folks. Can you homeschool? If you can, well, that means we may have to live in a smaller house. Why don't you pray for, pray for prosperity? Try that. Um, you know, Tom, we're not into that aspect of Christianity. Really? Have you ever read 2 Corinthians chapter, I mean, 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9? Have you ever read that before? For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. God wants to prosper you. Pray over your finances. Pull your kids the heck out of public school and homeschool them. Get them involved with other Christians. 
And you can't even trust parochial schools either. You can't trust charter schools either. You got to find out, is this coming into my school? You got to find out. Thank God. I'll tell you what, to give kudos to my local community. Sarasota County, we found out. I can't say we, because that would be like me. What do I got a mouse in my pocket? Because I didn't do nothing. But other people found out that this kind of program was going in in Sarasota County, Florida. That's where I live. My kids aren't in the school, so I wasn't paying attention. We homeschooled. But they found out this was coming in. They put an end to it. It's not going to happen in Sarasota County. What about you, Charlotte County? I think Charlotte County did good too, though. It may have been Charlotte County. maybe may reversing the counties. I don't know. I don't remember. But one of the two, I live, uh, the church is in one county. The, my home's in another, so I'm not sure which county did good. But what, whichever county did good, good job. And whoever's not, we need to be looking into what, we need to look into this. Is this coming into our school system? It's being voted on nationwide. Nationwide, this is being pushed by Planned Parenthood. What does Planned Parenthood want? For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. The love of money is the root of all evil. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 10. That's the root of all evil. What they're trying to do is merchandise clientele. They're just trying to create clientele for themselves. Sexualize kids so you have more pregnancies and more abortions. We've already shown you time and time again on this program. They don't. They have ways around getting parental permission, even in states where you have to get parental permission. They don't care. They want their money. The love of money is the root of all evil. Even if that means you're sucking out a human being. Peace by bloody peace. They don't care. They're Democrats. They don't care. Tom, you can't say that about all Democrats. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. If you're voting for a baby butcherer, you're a Democrat. You're a demon rat. Uh, can you, you know, I'm a Christian, but I'm a Democrat. Impossible. Impossible. You can't be a Democrat and be a Christian. How can you be a Democrat and support gay marriage? How can you, I mean, how can you be a Christian and support gay marriage? How can you be a Christian and support transgenderism? How can you be a Christian and support the murder of the unborn? Who I believe, coming out of, out of Revelation chapter 6, I believe, verses 10 and 11, that the murdered unborn are sitting under the throne room of God, crying out for their day of judgment, crying out for their day of vengeance. It will happen. The eyes of the Lord look to and fro. This, it will happen, folks. From the Gateway Pundit 9-12. What time is it? I got it. Gateway Pundit 9-12. Gavin Newsom signs bill to amend sex offender law reducing penalties for sex with willing same-sex minors. Demon rat. State Bill 145 was introduced by State Senator Scott Weiner, apropos name, and passed the California legislature last week. What are you writing me? <laughs> okay. The bill, the bill lowers the penalties for adults who have sex with willing same-sex minors. Listen, law enforcement, 25 years, 1992 to 2017, 25 straight years. Cop right here, Sarasota County, Florida. Willingness doesn't matter with age. It doesn't matter at all. Under certain age brackets, willingness doesn't matter because you got pedophiles that will co convince young kids to have sex with them willingly. 
Willingness doesn't matter, but here you are once again in the state, the People's Republic of California. Here we are again. 2018, huge sex ring, multiple arrests. Here we are in old Cali again. The bill lowers the penalties for for adults who have sex with willing same-sex, same-sex minors. A judge could decide if the adult has to register as a sex offender if the offender is within 10 years of the age of the victim. So 20, I think they have to be over 14 too. So there's, you know, there's numbers that you always have to work out with these things. So a 24-year-old can have sex with a 14-year-old and not necessarily be called a registered sex offender if the 14-year-old was willing to do it. See it, folks? Let's put it into real terms, shall we? Since 1944, judges decided whether a man had to register as a sex offender if he had sex with a female minor 14 years of age or older when the age difference is not more than 10 years. So Wiener, apro name, argued that since the law didn't apply to young boys, the LGBTQ community was being discriminated against. How are they being discriminated against? This is about victims. Who's being discriminated against exactly? This had to do with 14-year-old girls who had been sexually molested sexually battered and their rights how's their discrimination involved when you're talking about victims there is not there it's got nothing they're not here to, they're not here for the victims that are being discriminated against who are they worried about being discriminated against the perpetrators that's all they're worried about lessening lessening what they the criminal penalties for the sex crimes that they commit that's all that it's about. You look at how, how the demon rats cover it. Well, we're here because this is a, this is discrimination. It's got nothing to do with discrimination. You're trying to make the rights bigger for criminals. You're trying to give them greater latitude in the criminal sex acts that they can perform. That's it. Don't give me your LGBTQ rights mumbo jumbo. Absolute garbage. Garbage every time. Garbage every time. Back to Corona. Moderna has been filing for flu-like for flu-like illness patents since March of 2019. In March of 2009, not since the, long before that. In March of 2019, here's their patent number. Feel free to look it up. 16-368-270. In March of 2019, they made a strange amendment to their patent request. Put up slide one. Read in the middle paragraph. Severe acute respiratory syndrome. Wow. Looky there. March 2019. Hmm. That's interesting. Almost a whole year before you even heard of coronavirus, right? Severe acute respiratory syndrome. SARS emerged in China in 2002. Remember I told you that earlier. And spread to other countries before being brought under control because of the concern for reemergence or a deliberate re- or or a deliberate release of SARS coronavirus. Hmm. Another suspicious line. Vaccine development was initiated. Link with paper. You have on SARS out the, the SARS outbreak is linked with 2002. You saw that that originally happened. So not so novel. The patent then, even that patent was rejected, but in May of 2020, May of 2020, three months ago, Moderna was issued a patent 
Four, technology around the development of a vaccine for coronavirus. But that technology belonged to another company. Put up that slide for me. You can read it for yourself. I won't read the whole article, the whole part of it. But if you look at the names on there, Arbutus and, and Abbas, they, they actually, this gets a little bit of a deep dive, but everybody stay with me. Back to me real quick. Moderna was putting in a patent for coronavirus. Now, what happens is Moderna is doing their own development. Then you also have the NIH doing their own development. Then you have other companies doing their own development. You have them all trying to figure out vaccines. There's different ways of conveying the vaccine to the virus and all these different technologies. You've got to bring them all together to actually get a patent for, for a vaccine and for the technology for the vaccine. Moderna did not own the patent for the technology other companies did and also the NIH did. Moderna has a multi-million dollar relationship with who? Now remember, in May 2020, Moderna was issued a patent. You can't be issued a patent if you don't own the technology for the patent. But they were issued it anyway. Moderna has, how did that happen? Moderna has a multi-million dollar relationship with the NIH. Anthony Fauci. N-I-A-I-D. And suddenly, suddenly, they're fast-tracked and approved. The technology that they suddenly were approved for, for the patent, technology used to deliver the vaccine into cells, was developed and patented by scientists with the NIH. Your tax dollars, who have filed their own royalty patents, using your tax dollars, using your, the resources bought and paid for by your tax dollars, NIH scientists developed the technology to transfer the actual vaccine into the cells, Moderna did their part. Other companies did their part. But lo and behold, they didn't even have the right to have a vaccine yet. Who developed and patented, who developed and patented, the, the technology was developed and patented by scientists with the NIH who have filed for their own royalty patents. So they're going to get paid. They used your tax dollars to develop technology. They patented. Now they're getting paid along with Moderna. All through Anthony the Fauci, Fauci. So Moderna got a patent on technology they did not develop. The NIH and other companies did. How did this happen? Play that Ben Swan video for me. Technology, and somehow or another, despite the fact that they failed to follow the law, they failed to actually have a proprietary right that they could represent as theirs to sell or to use for the federal government contracts that they were entering into. Despite all of those things, they were pushed to the front of the line by NAID and Anthony Fauci, who desperately wanted NAID to not only win the kind of the moral victory of, of having a front running vaccine, but more importantly, the economic victory because NAID to your earlier point has an enormous amount of the core technology patented and issued to themselves. So this is a situation where the horse that was being bet on, Moderna, is actually not even qualified to run in the race. All right, back to me. So I hope everybody gets that. It's complex. 
You have technology for the vaccine. You have the vaccine itself. It came from three sources. But Moderna got the patent for it when they themselves didn't own two out of the three sources. They didn't own the technology to convey the vaccine. Other companies did. And the NIH did. And somehow, because they have a multi-million dollar relationship with the Fouch, they got put to the front of the line. They don't even, the guy, the scientist just said, the doctor just said, they don't even qualify to apply for a patent. And they still got it for the coronavirus vaccine. They didn't even own the core technology. Play the next video for me. The CEO, which... You know, if you, if you look at what he said on CNBC, the CEO has said that the, the, the schedule of stock sales was something that they put in place around the IPO. But if you go back and you look at the IPO and look at the fact that somewhere between the IPO in 2018 and this bizarre amended patent filing in March of 2019, the probability is very high that these individuals had internal knowledge that there was a priority going to be placed on their technology and that was that was going to put them in line for a huge amount of federal funding because you wouldn't otherwise have this very odd amendment to a patent that had been, as I said, been prosecuted in a series of applications beginning in 2015. You wouldn't have had all of that information going on and the insider knowledge, and this is very important, the insider knowledge that said they knew that they were being positioned to deal with a beta coronavirus vaccine nine months before the public was told there was a issue around beta coronavirus just raises an entirely odd set of questions, which unfortunately don't look good when you have the executives selling their stock. There you go. Back to me. There you go. That was the thing. Top five, the top five executives at Moderna sold stocks totaling $100 million. They were given a patent they didn't even qualify for. They didn't even own the technology for because they're financially linked with the NIH. The NIH will profit. The scientists that filed their own royalty patents working for Anthony Fauci and the NIH, they now profit. Moderna profits, they have their top five executives selling $100 million of stock. Everybody profits, but who? The, the American public. Play the next video for me. The Moderna vaccines sound concerning. We looked. After the second dose, at least 80% of participants experienced a systemic side effect, ranging from severe chills to fevers. So... Are these vaccines safe? Well, the uh, the FDA not being pressured will Bill Hansgate. look hard at that. The FDA is the gold standard of regulators uh, and their current guidance on this, if they stick with that, is, is very, very appropriate. Uh, and, you know, the, it, the, 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 the side effects were not super severe. That is, it didn't cause permanent health problems for uh, the things there. They, you know, Moderna did have to go with a fairly high dose. And so, uh, you know, to get uh, the antibodies, some of the other vaccines uh, are uh, going able to go with lower doses to get uh, responses that are, are pretty high, including the, 
the J&J and the Pfizer. And so there's a lot of characteristics of these vaccines. Um, it's great that we have multiple of them uh, that but are Bill, going out there. And, and yes, I you, think you know the data the better than I do. But the bill, though, the, the data showed that everybody with a high dose had a, a side effect. Yeah, but some of that is is not dramatic. Where you know it's just you know super painful. But yes, there we need to make sure there's not severe side effects. The FDA, uh, I I I think will do a good job of that, uh, despite the pressure. How many doses of the vaccine will we need? Well, none of the vaccines at this point appear like they'll work with a single dose. That was the the hope at the very beginning. Uh, maybe one of them, particularly in the second generation, won't surprise us. We hope just two, although in the elderly, sometimes uh, it it takes more. And, and so making sure we have lots of elderly people in the trial will give us that data. All right, back to me. Lots of elderly people in the trial. Folks, if you don't see this stuff, I really, I mean, I don't know what to do with it. Like and share this video as much as you can. Get all these things out. This is not me making this stuff up. This is pulling videos, pulling articles, reading, writing, putting all this stuff together. Just like and share this as much as you possibly can. Will it cost you friends? Yes. Listen, I've lost lots of friends since April, but I've also gained lots of friends. Lots of like-minded people have come together. People who have actually read the book of Revelation, you know, and see what we're looking at here, which is the precursor to the mark of the beast. We're in the, we're in the beginnings of sorrows in the book of Revelations right now. That's where we're at. Doesn't listen, no man knows the dare hour. No one even knows about the dare hour. Matthew 24, 36. We don't know it. But what we can do is read it and we can be ready and read the sign of the times. You have Bill Gates there advocating vaccines. I'm gonna kind of head towards the end. If you'd ready that Trump video for me, Aaron, if you got it. Promising his share of a four hundred and fifty of four hundred and fifty million dollars of a one point two billion dollar uh one of one point two billion to eradicate uh, polio gates took control of india's national technology advisory group on immunization which mandated up to 50 doses of polio vaccines through overlapping Im immunization programs to children before the age of five indian doctors blame gates blame the gates campaign for a devastating non-polio acute flaccid paralysis epidemic that paralyzed 490,000 children all because of his immunization programs next one the Gates Foundation funded text tests of experimental HPV vaccines developed by GlaxoSmithKline and Merck on 23,000 young girls in remote Indian villages. Approximately 1,200 girls suffered severe side effects, including autoimmune and fertility issues. Seven died. Indian government investigations charged the Gates-funded researchers committed pervasive ethical violations. In 2010, the Gates Foundation funded a phase three trial of GSK's experimental malaria vaccine, killing 151 African infants and causing severe adverse effects, including paralysis, seizure, and vibral convulsions to 1,048 of the 5,949 children. Gates, 2002. Men Afric Vac campaign in sub-Saharan Africa. He always hides in Africa. He can't get away with this unless you're in India or Africa. 
Gates operatives forcibly vaccinated thousands of African children against meningitis. Approximately 50 of the 500 children vaccinated developed paralysis. That's his specialty, paralyzing kids. South African newspapers complain, we are guinea pigs for drug, ma- drug makers. Nelson Mandela's former senior economic economist, Professor Patrick Bond, describes Gates' philanthropic practices as ruthless and immoral. 2010, when Gates committed $10 billion to the, uh, to the WHO, World Health Organization, he said, we must make this the decade of vaccines. And a month later, Gates said in a TED Talk that through new vaccines, that new vaccines could reduce population. And four, four years later, in 2014, Kenya's Catholic Doctors Association accused the WHO of chemically sterilizing millions of unwilling Kenyan women with a tetanus vaccine campaign. Independent labs found a sterility formula in every vaccine tested. Did everybody get that? I don't like to get all fired up at the end. But did you get this? When Gates committed $10 billion to the WHO, he said we must make this a decade of vaccines. Why? Because it could reduce population. Why would a vaccine for flu A, flu B, how would that reduce the population? How would a vaccine for the human papillomavirus, how HPV, how would that reduce the population? Has anybody ever asked these questions? How, how do you give vaccines to somebody? They're supposed to save lives, not reduce lives. Not for Billy Gates, though. You know why? I mean, let's look here. In 2014, Kenya's Catholic Doctors Association accused the World Health Organization, funded by Billy Gates, of chemically sterilizing millions of unwilling, unwilling Kenyan women. Why were they unwilling? They came in for a tetanus shot. And they got sterilized. That's for life, by the way. Independent, independent labs found a sterility formula in every vaccine tested. After denying the charges, the WHO finally admitted it had been developing the sterility vaccines for over a decade. And this is, Americans are going to line up. You know, as Alan Dershowitz says, you have no rights to prevent the government from plunging a needle into your arm. Bull crap. I'm not letting that idiot get anywhere near me. His specialty is paralyzing people. His secondary specialty is sterilizing people. That's who Bill Gates is, folks. Go to RFK Jr.'s website. You can read all about it. And again, RFK, conservative? Nah. Not at all. Not even slightly. All right, back to the conduct that fired me up the most tonight. Just to finish off the night. Don't leave. You got to see this video. If you haven't seen it, if you've already seen it, you got to see it again. If you haven't seen it, it's going to rock your world. Play that video for me. My administration will focus on ending the absolutely horrific practice of human trafficking. And I am prepared to bring the full force and weight yeah, of come on, Trump to the federal and at the federal level and the other highest levels, whatever we can do. You can run on for a long time, run on for a long time, run on for a long time.
Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Go tell that long tongue liar. Go and tell that midnight rider. Tell the rambler, the gambler, the backbiter. Tell him that God's gonna cut him down. Tell him that God's gonna cut him down. It's a very, very terrible problem. It's not talked about well, enough. Well, my goodness gracious, let me tell you the news. My head's been wet with the midnight dew. I've been down on bended knee, talking to the man from Galilee. He spoke to me with a voice so sweet. I thought I heard the yeah, shadow of his represents. Tell us, sir. Maybe it's the said, John, go do my will. Go tell that long tongue liar. Go and Trump tell that baby. Come on. Rider. I'm with the you, rambler, the, the American people. Yes. Tell him that God's gonna cut him down. Tell him that God's gonna cut him down. You can run on for a long time. Run on for a long time. Run on for a long time. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Well, you may throw your rock, hide your hand, working in the dark against your fellow man. But as sure as God made black and white, what's done in the dark will be brought to the light. You can run on for a long time, run on for a long time, run on for a long time. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Go tell that long tongue liar. Go and tell that midnight rider. Tell the rambler, the gambler, the backbiter. Tell him that God's gonna cut you down. Tell him that God's gonna cut you down. Tell him that God's gonna cut you down. Trump 2020, baby. Trump 2020, November 3rd. Spread the word. Get out there. We got to vote. Trump's got to win. Our country depends on it. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. Lord, we praise you. I pray your abundance, your winning, your victory every single time. Lord, I pray your opportunity and your prosperity upon each and every person watching. Lord, we love you. Lord, we praise you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Everybody says amen and amen. 3385 South Access Road. Tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. or 11.15 a.m. Join me here. Come to a real church. I didn't used to say things like that up till this year. Get out of your weak, ankle-grabbing, lukewarm church and come to a Bible-believing church. 9 a.m., 11.15 a.m., Foundation Church, Inglewood, Florida, 3385 South Access Road. Join me tomorrow morning. I love you guys. God bless you.